0: all connected. Everything. Welcome to episode 102 of It's All Connected. This is Russ, and this is not our Connections episode. This is not our Luke Cage episode. This is not even our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, episode 2-3 recap. Uh, but I do have John with me.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, and as uh, luck or coincidence would have it, I haven't watched the all of Luke Cage and haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a year
0: or two. So it works out perfectly. All kidding aside, I mean, part of the reason why we've had a bit of a delay is uh, Hurricane Matthew, which is uh, oddly named. That our co-host Matthew Arrow uh, was actually affected by by the storm and had to leave and uh, and go further inland. Uh, luckily, he's okay, uh, and uh, you know he he made it made it back. And uh, actually, the everything they didn't even lose power. Everything everything was good. So I'm I'm glad that he was okay. Uh, I know there are a lot of people affected by the storm. Uh, but just, you know, all of that craziness kind of led to us uh, having to push things around a little bit. So now that now that all that is settled, we can we can kind of get back on track.
1: Yeah. And, and if there's any positive uh, that comes out of that, uh, New York Comic Con was sort of just on the horizon when we were getting ready to record. And yeah. so we wait a couple extra days and now we know everything that happened at New York Comic Con and we could kind of throw it all together.
0: Yeah, and there was a little. I guess I'll start off with uh, one of the things that I was able to do. And this kind of came up. I just happened to catch it. I, I mentioned. I mentioned it to you and to to Brad and to Matthew and stuff. They put out. They did this with Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, and and I went to that, and that was cool. But they put out 15 minutes of IMAX footage, 3D IMAX footage for Doctor Strange, and i I've, I've been really curious about what this movie is and what this movie isn't. Uh, and so I, me and my son, we went, uh, on Monday. So it was a holiday Monday. I was off from work. We were both off from work. And, uh, at seven o'clock, we went and saw the, the 3D footage. Now, you didn't get a chance to get out to see it, did you? No,
1: unfortunately, I didn't, uh, because I suck. But, uh, it sounded really cool. I saw, um, I don't mean to cut you off, but um, in one location, I'm going to guess it was in the Hollywood area. Uh, Sebastian Stan actually showed up to intro it for the crowd. That looked oh, awesome. really cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, I I was really impressed. I mean, you know, part of it is like, oh, well, of course you are. You run a Marvel podcast, and of course you'd be impressed with that. But uh, I, after seeing the footage, I will say this. I'm usually fairly... down on 3D in the theater because uh, usually it's extra cost and sometimes the results, you know, your mileage may vary. Uh, I think, John, you and I are kind of simpatico. I'm much more big on 3D in the home. I don't know why that the 3D experience in, in my where I where I watch all my movies and stuff seems to be more positive for me than than most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time in the theater.
1: Yeah, it doesn't – it just hasn't done enough for me in the theater to warrant, you know, the extra money spent or the – you know, if if I'm looking at a schedule and saying, oh, I want to see this movie, I'm not going to go out of my way for the 3D. Nothing has – you know, it just never works out that I'm like, oh, wow, the 3D was really good. So I've kind of just, you know, it's gone by the wayside a little bit for me.
0: Yeah. Now, I will say, this one, Def, the 3D really – uh added to it. I mean, I can't imagine honestly not seeing this movie in 3D. Uh, you know, just given the stuff you've seen on TV with the, you know, effects of, you know, all the circles and the, you know, the glyphs or whatever you want to call them that come out of everybody's hands and everything kind of moving around you and uh and some of the the psychedelic stuff that they they did in the movie, the 3D worked really really well, especially the IMAX 3D because I mean, it was just everything was just huge. Uh, and so they really pulled it off well. So I was I was really impressed with the 3D which which again I don't I don't say very often.
1: Yeah, you know this I always go back to way back in in this new era of 3D. Uh the Green Hornet movie was 3D. It was one of the first ones I think to that sort of led in this new age of 3D. And um all of the like graphical effects looked really good in 3d i don't know if i'm explaining myself well but they did overlays and split screen and things like that all of that looked really good in 3d and i don't think many movies have used it that way since then um but the way that they are portraying doctor strange's magic uh the way that there's sort of like a hologram that comes out of his hands and yeah yeah I think that would look really good in 3D. It,
0: it was, it was cool. I mean, it really, it really looked looked well done. Uh, and this was a little different than so with the Guardians footage, we pretty much got one scene. It was the the prison breakout uh, scene that we got for for Guardians, and then they, I think they showed the trailer, is is what you got or an extended trailer. Uh, this was several different sequences so if you're super spoiler sensitive then i would say fast forward maybe like two three minutes um but i'm not going to talk in specifics about anything but just generally like what did they show us so uh it started off with strange like prior to the accident um and him and rachel mcadams having a lot of interaction together it actually showed the car accident uh you know the, the actual sequence that that led to the car accident Um, And then it fast forward to his, his first interaction with the ancient one uh, and Tilda Swinton and, um, and how she kind of showed him that there's more to this world than what we're seeing. Uh, And it was extremely trippy. I mean, the way I describe this is it's like a cross between inception and the last 15 minutes of 2001, a space odyssey. It's a lot of like crazy psychedelic colors and, um, you know, mirror images of, of strange and other characters, a lot of like flying through space and time kind of stuff. Uh, it was really, it, it, it was really interesting. I mean, it was, like I said, it just, it, it was really trippy. And, and then they showed the next scene they showed was like further along when he's actually starting doing the training. Uh, and then they showed a scene, some scenes. It was a lot of like little, like three or four minute sequences that they showed, you know, four or five of those. Uh, as opposed to, like I said, just like one continuous, you know, fifteen-minute, uh, you know, inter- section of the movie. Uh, so we got to see a lot of the the running around New York and a lot of the craziness that's happening, and um, it's really kind of cool. Where the the villain played by Mad, Mads Mikkelsen, like it shows Mordo and and Strange, and they open a portal so they could teleport to wherever he is, and they show the Mads Mikkelsen character like he's spinning the city, so they start to basically they're running towards this portal, and he turns the the earth and they you basically gravity takes them and flings them like into a car, or you know just kind of does stuff to kind of push him out of the way theres There's a really cool in the very beginning i won't spoil it, but uh you can definitely tell it's tie there's a tie in to civil war, so you know exactly when this movie takes place, uh, which I thought was really cool it's very subtle uh but it was a cool nod um and uh, they actually showed the Stan Lee cameo, which is really kind of funny, um, as well. But uh, but a lot of that just, uh, like I said, just kind of psychedelic type of stuff. And uh, it it looks it it looks really good. Um, I'm I'm glad they were able to get this out there because I think it's going to create a lot of positive buzz for the movie because I think there's a lot of people that just don't understand what this movie is. And I know it's kind of the hardcores that went and saw the IMAX footage, but you know you know just like on this podcast you know, we're telling you about it um, and people are getting the word out i'm starting to see some of the footage that i saw in the trailer or in that little 15 minute sequence uh in little trailer snippets they're starting to you know the 30 second tv spots and stuff we're starting sure. to see some of that um, i think there was an but-
1: international trailer released uh pretty recently also that probably mixes some of the old trailer with some of the clips and uh, you know, it looked like some things that I hadn't seen before. So maybe you'd seen them now yeah. that you've
0: seen the uh, 15 minutes. The one thing they really showed is the, uh, is the humor aspect of it. So you, you kind of see Strange as this arrogant kind of person. And the way they show him in the trailers, he seems very uh, morose, very subdued, very, you know, depressed. Uh, and one of the things they showed in that trailer was a lot of dialogue sequences where he's like cracking jokes and he's trying to... Um, you know, trying to crack wise with Wong and trying to crack wise with Mordo and, and stuff and, and his interaction with Rachel McAdams and stuff. And it really came across well. So uh, I think whoever they hired, whether it was Derrickson himself or whoever wrote the script, it's, it almost sounds like they had somebody come in to kind of polish it up a little bit and kind of add that typical Marvel humor that we get to it. You know, not quite Tony strange level lo- or Tony strange, not quite Tony Stark level. Uh, but definitely a lot of quips from him, and, and it came off really well. So
1: That's great. I, I look forward, you know, I'm I'm going to go full bore IMAX 3D, and, uh, you know, it looks like it's that type of movie, like huge in spectacle, yeah. and, you know, that's good. I love a reason to be at the movies rather than watch yeah. stuff at home.
0: Yeah, they shot, I didn't realize this, but there's over an hour's worth of footage they shot with the IMAX camera. So... There's a lot of IMAX in this movie.
1: That's great. That's like Dark Knight territory, right? That similar uh, ratio. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't even think Dark Knight Rises quite had an, an hour. I mean, that's a lo- that's a lot of that's a that's a lot. Um, so I was yeah, I was really surprised that uh, that that was the case. So yeah, good stuff. I I can't wait till it uh, till it comes out.
1: Yeah, I didn't think I would care about uh, Doctor Strange when it was announced, but
0: uh, I do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think if, yeah, it's, it's surprising me. So hopefully the, it res, you know resonates with the audiences as well. So we shall see. Uh, so that was the big, big uh, movie news, I guess, uh, coming up. But uh, the it seemed like the biggest news coming out of New York Comic Con. And a lot, some of this came out almost like in anticipation of New York Comic Con. They re- released a bunch of this knowing that uh, they were going to have, you know, the actors and stuff on stage. Um, but we got an actual, real, live Iron Fist trailer. Could, did you? Did you have to pinch yourself?
1: Uh, it's it's amazing too. I tell you, it's amazing that it's happening. Like we keep saying, um, it's also amazing how the time just flies by. You know, like it was yeah. it seems like yesterday that we just found out that there would be a Daredevil show and an Iron Fist show. You know, and uh,
0: and it's like almost here. Yeah, I was. Pretty impressed with the trailer. I, I'm, you know, the Iron Fist effect. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen it in full force, but, you know, them showing it's almost like his hand becomes see through and you know starts glowing. So they're going full bore Iron Fist. You know, it's not just like a, a methodology or a training mantra or a, you know, a, a fighting stance or anything like that. They are going full mystical. With it, Uh we got to see there's one shot of Madame Gao. So I yep. think that kind of reinforces that's where Madame Gao's from. Um, little bit of Colin, not much of Colleen Wing, but a little bit of Colleen Wing. Um And I think they they feel like the voice that's narrating is Lake Coon. I think that's that's the wisdom is that that's who that is. So,
1: yeah, I look forward to the possibilities. I mean, uh you know, obviously we'll get an origin in this season, which is really cool. And uh, we'll get a lot of Kuhn Loon background and everything, but just the, uh, you know that brew baker fraction Iron Fist book, you know it opened up the world to you know there there's an only one Iron Fist there's an Iron Fist in every yeah. world, um so that's really cool to think about down the road, you know, people like Fat Cobra and. Um, even you know iron iron fists of the past like uh, orson randall and stuff like that like flashbacks to them or yeah you know stories for them maybe in the future would would just be great i'm getting ahead of myself let's get season one first but uh yeah i'm really excited
0: yeah um, i mean again we, he he does in fact have the the full tattoo on the torso which is cool too yeah it's so better they're, they're going all in uh, so i think that's great on more Netflix news, what really surprised me is they're starting to film The Punisher. Kind of like with, I think we we found the same thing like when Daredevil Season 2 started filming. It's like we didn't even know it was happening. And then it's just like, boom, oh, here's some photos Yeah, uh, from New York of them filming Daredevil <laughs> Season 2. Um, I mean, I know they officially said they were doing a Punisher series, but they were very vague about it. I mean, Loeb's been very vague about it. Marvel's been very vague Uh, And and then, boom, here we have scenes of John Bernthal, full beard, sitting on a bench with Karen Page. And they're having some sort of conversation. Uh, And it wasn't like Defenders footage or even Daredevil Season 3. It it was full-on Punisher uh, filming.
1: This Netflix thing is, like, blowing my mind. You know, the way they can churn this stuff out. You know, it, it's. It, I don't know why I assumed that it would be like one at a time, and there would be like a year gap between every show or every production. Even is really what I mean. Yeah. Um. And they're just cranking them out. You know, I mean, I guess when they're they're testing so positively, and who knows how Netflix does their numbers, and they keep their numbers quiet, but obviously they just keep hitting home runs, and they're like, yeah, just give us more. You know, whatever. What yeah. do you got?
0: One well, two things. You know, one, Netflix has doubled the investment in original content. You know, over the next few years. I mean, I forget what that number was, but they came out a while back, and whatever it was, they doubled it. Um, to I think they took a, they borrowed some money to even cover cover some of that. So they're they're fully invested in in original content. Uh, and two you know, the content that previously they would license from other studios. I, I think I saw something the other day that Netflix has half of the total content it had like, I don't know, three years ago or four years ago or something like that. Um, and, and a lot of it is because, A, all of the other studios are competing against them. Uh, they realize how popular Netflix is, so they're raising the cost of all this content deals. Um, but, you know, between Netflix cutting their own deals directly with the studios that don't want to do it and them investing in original content and enough years have passed up now that they've got quite a good library uh, of shows themselves i think they're kind of in a spot now where they just they don't care too much about the you know old content that just sat there and nobody watched anyway you know
1: yeah i wonder how far it goes you know like if netflix will ever become just original content
0: yeah, almost yeah. I mean, but if you think about it, like even HBO, that isn't the case. You know, I mean it's it's primarily the case, but but they do you know, you can still watch movies on HBO. Uh so I, I think over time it's gonna diminish. But yeah, I'm I'm curious with you. I'm wonder if at some point they're just they just draw a line in the sand and say, Yep, this is it. You know. It's all uh <clears throat> it's all original stuff. Crazy. Yep. Uh, so the next bit of news, it's funny. I talked to Brad on the phone today and I forgot to ask him about this, but the minute I saw that Sigourney Weaver is going to be the big bad in the defenders, the first thing I thought of was Brad Milo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for, for those of you that don't uh, know at home, Brad is a huge alien aliens, alien franchise fan. Um, and loves Sigourney Weaver. I think, I think he would, uh, drop everything and And, uh, move to hollywood to 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 do her bidding if if she so chose yeah totally
1: I, i'm i'm puzzled like i think it's awesome i'm puzzled as to the role she will be playing and i wonder if it will be like something original i just can't come up with a marvel character that would fit for her
0: yeah the street level type of villain so yeah I'm not sure either but that's a pretty big grab I mean you know from a from a known you know actor actress you know kind of standpoint I mean she's probably just as big as like I guess when they got maybe D'Onofrio I mean D'Onofrio is a pretty pretty big name but I think she's probably even bigger than that yeah I would agree Um, yeah
1: she's bigger than D'Onofrio
0: so this is a pretty big this is a pretty big grab I was surprised that she would you know be willing to do it but but again it kind of gives her it gets her in that marvel house and uh you know a 13 episode commitment which you know more than likely she's probably you know not going to be in every single episode so it's something you know you can kind of make a she probably make a pretty good payday and uh and not be a huge commitment that would derail other stuff that she wants to do so
1: yeah i'm i'm really curious to see wh- what uh what they have the defenders doing Yeah, Uh, it could it could go so many ways, you know, like Jessica Jones, Luke Cage and and I'd say season one of Daredevil pretty well grounded in, quote, you know, reality. Uh, Daredevil two, season two with the hand and Iron Fist, you know, they look like they're going to be a little more on the supernatural end. Um, So this could and Punisher certainly is grounded as much as grounded can be. Um, Sure. So I don't, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, it'll be interesting to see which way they go with it. That's why I'm thinking, like, Sigourney Weaver could just be like a mob bosses, a, you know, a female mob boss or.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not like a front and center proactive villain, but just somebody that's pulling the strings or something like that, that that we'll see. But a female yeah. Mephisto. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I credit to Brad Milo on female Mephisto. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, But all that kind of culminates in the fact that, uh, you know, Matthew and I have talked about it a while. Is like, how many shows are we going to get per year? And I think for a while, Loeb and Netflix were saying that they're happy with two. Um, But part of all this stuff at New York Comic Con, they confirmed that we will get three shows in 2017. We'll get Iron Fist, which actually has a premiere date. Um, that was the other thing they announced with the trailer was it, it will premiere kind of like we thought it's in that daredevil slot. Yeah. So it'll air March 17th, 2017. So again, kind of in that, uh, typical spring time slot that daredevil usually occupies, but then we're going to get the defenders and then we will get punisher, which is interesting because they're filming punisher now, and they're going to finish film defenders. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some concurrency going on because iron fist is officially wrapped. Uh, so they're done filming that. So I imagine they're going to start showing up with the defenders here pretty quick. Um, I, you know, part of that could be Burnthal's schedule. Uh, you know, part of it could be logistics or whatever. So they may be filming it now because they've got a window. Because he seems to be a fairly busy guy. He's, uh, you know, he's not a leading man type in movies, but he seems to pop up in uh, in quite a few uh, few movies that that are released theatrically.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think it'll work. You know, I could easily see the Punisher being cast out after Defenders, and so it would be a totally standalone deal um, for the Punisher series. You know what I mean? Like, I could see the yeah. Punisher, like, shooting too many people <laughs> and or something that, you know, the Defenders aren't into his style, and so now he's on his own. Um, I could see it working totally separate. Yeah, yeah. They've gone that angle a few times. Like, I think in the comics, like in Civil War, he didn't, he like, put on the, uh, he had the Captain America costume for a while, and he was just blowing guys away after Captain yeah. shot. I guess it yeah. was after Civil War.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he had a, a Captain America-fied costume, uh, which was kind of weird, uh, That whole, that whole bit wasn't, didn't Fraction write that? Wasn't that when Fraction took over Punisher, I think? Sounds
1: right. And then it was right before, uh, Iron Fist. And, um, damn it. The uh, crazy, uh, he writes Black Science. Frankencastle, right. But, uh, the, the author, the guy that writes Black Science, Remender, Rick Remender. Remender, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Remender and and Tony Moore, yeah. So hopefully Netflix is not adapting Frankencastle. (laughs)
0: <laughs> which would <Yeah>. be
1: <laughs> which works
0: in the comics, not so much on the, the, the coolest
1: part of uh Frankencastle is that uh Dakin, Wolverine's son, cut him to pieces and yes. then he put himself back together and became Frankencastle, and that's where the cool part ended.
0: Yeah. But it was uh, it was I, I applaud it for its originality. Uh I'll put it that way. They definitely did something different with the character, but uh uh, they have an omnibus of that out there somewhere, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. One of these days, I'm gonna track it down if it's not out of print, just for, just for the fun. Um, and I, I love
1: Remender. Remender, yes. leave it to him to do something different with the Punisher that c- could arguably be the biggest one-note character <laughs> since Deadpool. Yeah.
0: I, I guess the last bit of TV news I have is, I guess on the one of the panels at New York Comic Con. Somebody asked Jeff Loeb about how now that Shield has become legitimized um in in for season 4 that's you know one of the big things. with the Scovia accords they've got they're kind of becoming sanctioned again and they're going to they're going to operate and they have been kind of operating in an official capacity uh, which we'll get into when we talk about uh, Agents of Shield next time, uh, which we talked about in the premiere episode to this to this point. But given the fact that there are superheroes running around in Hell's Kitchen and in Harlem, you know how are you know if if the whole purpose of Agents of Shield is to operate under Sokovia, like how is that going on? Loeb said, "Stay tuned." So there's been a whole ton of speculation as to is are the Agents of Shield going to show up in the netflix shows are is the punisher going to show up in agents of shield that's been a been been a heavy rumor um is it just going to be a casual mention like you know much of what we get in agents of shield there's you know they acknowledge you know what's going on but but not any real meat to to most of it so
1: you know it's funny and i know it's completely unrelated because uh i think the netflix shows or the, the punisher show at least was not even a thought uh, the very, very first couple of episodes of Agents of Shield," Sky uncovers, I think, a CD that has uh, Twitch written on it who's no micro written on it. I'm, I'm sorry, micro not Twitch. It has micro written on it. Who is uh, the Punisher's hacker? Um, we mentioned it way back when. I remember saying it to Ken and him being very excited. And the Punisher never showed up on Agents of Shield, but uh, perhaps now they can call back to it, like in a pre- previously on Agents of Shield, and just pull the yes. clip from season one, episode two of Yes, yeah, probably not.
0: We'll see. I don't know. It'd be it'd be interesting to see. So, you know, again, take that with a grain. Not sure what that means, but uh, but I guess we'll we'll see we'll see how that pans out. Um, not much else on the TV front. We haven't. I was surprised with uh, New York Comic Con. We didn't hear anything about Cloak and Dagger. We didn't hear anything about Runaways. Uh, there wasn't really much said about any of that at all. So it's pretty. The focus was pretty much on uh, the Netflix shows, and then I guess on the on the cartoon side, the animated side on uh, on TV, and just you know what they're doing with the uh, the Avengers cartoon, and I guess they're they're putting out a new Spider Man cartoon in. 2017 that's going to move away from ultimate spider-man so um but but yeah that i was surprised we didn't get any more mentions of of the other series that are that are coming out so i guess we'll have to stay tuned on that front
1: yeah that'll probably be san diego
0: yeah yeah at this point yeah yeah um some kind of random spider-man photos that have been floating around just from set foot you know set people behind the scenes, you know, catching glimpses here and there and of this and that, nothing nothing too big um, on the Spider-Man homecoming front, which is less than a year away at this point. I tell you, uh, just, still- um,
1: I'm sorry, just watching that Civil War Blu-ray, which, uh, you know, came out recently, um, the Spider-Man stuff is so good.
0: It is. It is so good.
1: It just plays better and better, like, every time I watch it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a movie there's just so much going on. The more times you watch it, the more you pick up that was actually going on that you were completely distracted by the first time or the second time or the third time you watched it. I mean, I've watched the uh, the airport scene, I don't know, three or four times at least. So, so it's good stuff. Um, uh, I guess Kevin Feige was talking about Captain Marvel and and it's – pretty much confirmed it's going to be an origin story. Not that I was too surprised with that, to be honest with you. I mean, but, but they're saying, yeah, it's going to be a full origin story, which will be interesting since it comes out between, uh, infinity war and whatever Avengers four is going to be. So if, if Captain Marvel is a true origin story, then I think that means that either she shows up in a brief cameo in, uh, infinity war, or maybe it's like a black Panther situation, uh, where she shows up and she has no powers, and then they they catapult her into her movie or something that happens in that movie is is the is the impetus for for her movie. But it doesn't look like we're going to see Captain Marvel, the superhero, in Infinity War. It looks like it's going to be in her own movie. So
1: yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I would have I would have bet that she showed up in Infinity War.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they're just that, that'll be the seed planting that she is Colonel you know, Car- Carol Danvers, and, right. you know, kind of go that route with it. but She seemed uh, like we'll a, see. I-
1: a good fit for the cosmic, you know, like zipping around. Yeah, and-
0: yeah. which uh, we still don't have a Guardians trailer. I'm kind of, I guess, sort of, kind of surprised about that, uh, that we don't even have, a, like, a teaser. Because I know with the first one, I think a year out, we got, like, a really brief teaser, and we don't, we haven't been, you know, we haven't been shown anything yet, so...
1: You think anything with Doctor Strange, either run the trailer, or maybe that's your I, tag on?
0: I would, I would think. Well, yeah, either or, or both. I would assume because by the time Doctor Strange comes out, we're six months from uh, Guardians two, and that's usually kind of about when we get a first, you know, decent sized trailer. So I'd be surprised if it's not attached to that, or if it's the typical movie comes out on Thursday at midnight, we get, like, Tuesday before the movie comes out, they release the trailer online kind of thing, or, uh, you know, maybe they, they push it with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or they push it on Kimmel or something like that, so... But I, I was kind of surprised that we haven't haven't gotten that yet, but I guess we shall see. Um, I guess Evangeline Lilly has been uh, out doing some press stuff, and uh, she said that she, that... The she said the Ant Man and the Wasp, but I don't know if that's true of both of them. But it looks like the Wasp definitely does not show up in Infinity War, which is Avengers Part Three. That she will be in Avengers Part Four because there there that movie takes place between the two. So they she said that they wanted to make sure they kind of use Ant Man and the Wasp as kind of her origin story of the of the actual superhero character, not the character itself. Um, and bring her in and kind of give her focus in that movie before bringing her in with all the other superheroes. So I
1: totally forgot about her until this story popped up. <laughs> like, there's <laughs> just so a... much going on with all the Netflix yeah. stuff and all the, you know, with, uh, I don't know. There's so much Marvel stuff coming out all the time. I was like, oh, yeah, they showed her costume at the end of Ant-Man. Like, I totally yeah. forgot
0: and she's she's kind of funny because she like after lost she pulled away from acting like she did the Lord of the Rings movies and she's done a couple things, but she's not one of those that's like actively looking to be in everything under the sun so yes which which is kind of the opposite for the net for the last bit of news that I had listed, which is I guess uh Marvel confirmed that Forrest Whitaker has been cast in Black Panther so uh, it's funny, Forrest Whitaker is, like, everywhere. I saw a, a trailer for that movie, The Arrival, today. Forrest Whitaker's in it. Of course, Forrest Whitaker's showing up in uh, Star Wars Rogue One. So, uh, you know, Forrest Whitaker's becoming, like, the Michael Caine of 2016, where he just shows up in everything. He's the anti-Evangeline Lilly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, again, that cast just keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So,
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's another one that I... I just don't have the I didn't have the background with Doctor Strange or Guardians or Black Panther. And uh I tell you though, another thing just with Civil War, like the Black Panther stuff was great.
0: Oh man, yeah.
1: That movie really uh <laughs>
0: newsflash, Civil War is good. <laughs> <laughs> Forget what the critics say. John says it's no. yeah. Forget the you know, one you one I know point, I haven't right? been on the podcast in a while, but Civil <laughs> War is really good yeah it uh it's so funny because i I'd be curious like after a while to do rankings again and and see how this movie holds up for me because uh i s- i still after even after watching it, I still think i give at, after I saw it, I think I put it above winter soldier. But after rewatch, after letting some time pass and re-watching winter soldier and then re- rewatching re-watching uh, Civil war when it came out a video I think I give the edge to winter soldier just because uh, it was a little tighter uh, a little bit better paced and I think it just kind of came out of nowhere that it would be that good uh, yeah and uh, I mean there's you know obviously style and and everything else there, there's a lot of there's a lot of in Civil War you see, you know a lot of where they were going with with Winter Soldier, you know especially with the Russos and and you know same writing team, same directing team. You know, obviously there's going to be some continuity, but um, but I just felt like like Winter Soldier was a little tighter. But but man, the the good stuff in Civil War was just so good it was it was mind blowing. Yeah, I
1: really feel like Civil War. Um, I'm sorry, Winter Soldier is just it's like a different animal from everything else that marvel yeah. is doing you know and that tone really nailed it for me it was definitely the most serious of any of the marvel films i would i would say anyway off the top of my head um sure and that's what puts it on top for me just that tone is like right up my alley
0: yeah yep yep but a lot of good stuff i mean it you know like i said we weren't going to talk too much about anything else i'm i'm curious. Uh, since you know, we're it not a really lengthy episode uh so far, kind of what's your thirty second thoughts on Luke Cage are not having seen all of it, but seeing seeing kind of a good bit of it, kinda how you how you feel about the series just in general.
1: You know, I think it, I think it's solid. I think uh as as you were saying off the air, uh right before we started up, that the cast is really strong. You know, I think Mike Coulter nails it and I think um you know, I thought Misty Knight was great, uh, is great, um, uh, Cottonmouth, you know, the whole cast. I, I love having Turk back, too. Turk's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, I don't know. The story just hasn't, like, I, I mean, at this point, it's been out for how long? A couple of weeks, and I'm not done with it yet, which is saying a lot. You know, it's not every other Netflix, Marvel series, and many of their other series in general— I get to the end of that episode and I'm just hitting the button and starting the next one for as long as I can stretch it out. And uh you know, I've been stopping and taking a few days off and revisiting it again and nothing's really like knocked my socks off, but but like not bad at all. You know, just um I don't know, I guess slower. I I think is the the best way I would describe it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean one of the things I mentioned, it will I like I said next episode we'll get into it, but I, th- I think it it's the series that has the strongest cast, but maybe not the strongest story. Uh, and I, I think, you know, one of the things that I noticed is after 13 episodes, I just kind of looked back and was like, it didn't feel like it was 13 episodes worth of stuff that happened in the in the show. Whereas, uh, you know, sometimes with, at least with, with Daredevil and Jessica Jones, it felt like there was enough there. I mean, Jessica Jones less than Daredevil. I think Daredevil did a really good job of, of kind of, breaking things in arcs and they're through, you know, maybe because of more characters they focused on, um, especially in season two that they, they did a little bit better job, but,
1: uh, I totally agree yeah. with that. I mean, 13 hours, you know, you can look at the other series and say, well, daredevil season two, they had the hand stuff going on, but they, you know, then there was a whole other like Punisher and Karen arc. And yeah, there's different things going on. Jessica Jones, you know, the whole, um, what's her name the friend and and nuke and you know there was yeah. just uh, multiple storylines that got you to the to through the 13 episodes so far and i'm not done with luke cage so i don't you know i don't want to make judgments yet but so far it seems to be like a very focused story on luke and it just seems to be dragging you know when you think about like stranger things being 8 episodes and how like tight and awesome that was yeah. you know 13 is uh is quite a bit to stay with one major arc for.
0: Yeah. I will say I think it ended very very strong. Uh I th- I think it ended stronger than I think Jessica Jones had a satisfying ending. Um if not predictable. I think Luke Cage had a very strong ending. Uh you know that that will set things up for I think I don't have any reason why it wouldn't get a season 2, but I think it'll be a much better season 2 than it was. Even a season one, but it did end strong, and there are a couple of little detours they took towards the end of the season uh, that were that made it a lot more interesting. Um, so yeah, as we, like I said, we'll get into it. We'll probably, like I said, we'll we'll probably tackle two episodes at a time when we talk about it um, as as much as we can because because uh, like I said, I, there wasn't like any really defined arcs that I recall that we could break it down like we did for Jessica Jones. Um, there's a lot going on. It was a lot more adult, I think, than I was anticipating. I mean, you're watching a Disney-owned Marvel property uh, that has a very liberal use of language, uh, including the N-word, and I that wasn't I. I mean, a I'm not shocked by it. I mean, language doesn't doesn't bother me. I mean, I watch you know <laughs> watch all kinds of television, movies, and whatnot. But you know, knowing that it kind of falls under that Disney Marvel umbrella, it it kind of just when, when it first, when you start, first started hearing it, it just kind of takes you back a little bit. Cause, cause again, you know, knowing what the property is and knowing how they handle the movie side of things. And then even on the, you know, the, the, the network television side of things. So, uh, I, you know, I, I think it, it's interesting that they, they, you know, push the envelope of mature content more with this show, uh, than I think they even did with the others.
1: Yeah. And I think they did a pretty good job with like the authenticity and the, uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't hear anybody like from New York or you know from the city. You know, I'm I'm from kind of the area, but I you know I grew up on Long Island. I I didn't grow up like hanging out in, in barber shops in the city and stuff like that. But from everything I've heard, everybody's happy with the authenticity and like how it all yeah. came off. So that's really good stuff.
0: Yeah. So it, it'll be uh, like I said, we'll 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 dive deeper into that. But I, but just in case you don't make it on, I was curious what you what you thought. So yeah
1: should we uh should we do a little self um promotion on our little side project before we split
0: absolutely yeah we yeah we'll do some self promotion then i got a contest so
1: yeah yeah oh good why don't, why don't you do the contest that that fits in okay. we'll end with the uh shameless self promotion
0: perfect perfect okay so as i've been talking about and teasing for quite some time uh, about this this contest i have an extra uh collector core civil war box uh yeah so that's what we're going to do we're going to give away uh that we also had a listener so this is going to how the 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 this part of the contest will tie in but we had a listener that was extremely gracious and bought the phase two digital or phase two box set which hopefully one day soon i will have as well Um, it's the one uh that comes in the 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 one of the uh, Infinity Stones in the in the container from Guardians of the Galaxy and it has digital as well as physical copies of all the movies well the listener that donated it but bought the bought the, he's he's like us he's a maniac John and he bought all of the physical individual blu-ray releases and then bought the collector set um, and donated to us all of the digital codes from the collector set since he already had the digital codes from the previous releases so we have a full set of digital codes for all the phase two movies. Um, So here's how that's going to tie into the contest. So the contest is, um, since this is Civil War themed, I'm going to make this very easy, um, but many ways you can enter. Um, I'm going to put up an Episode 102 thread on the Facebook page, so uh, facebook.com slash Podcast. In that thread, if you just put whether you're Team Cap or Team Iron Man, uh, that'll enter you in the contest additionally if you tweet us at at mcu underscore underscore podcast and you can do hashtag team cap hashtag team iron man however you want to tweet it at us you could tweet us you could you can enter it that way um or you can enter it via email you could send an email to iac at hwlod.com uh you could put contest in the subject and and again just real simple team cap team iron man whichever you choose so now I'm gonna pick one winner at random, regardless of what their entry is, and they'll win the collector core box. If the winner I pick also happens to have the most votes for Team Cap or Team Iron Man, I'll give them the film of their choice from the digit from the digital codes. Um, so whichever one they want, I will I will let them pick. So if you're if you happen to win the contest and you pick Team Cap and Team Cap had the most you know tweets, Facebook posts, and emails. Then you'll get that on top of it. Um, if not, the code will kind of stay in the prize vault, and we'll we'll find a way to kind of you know meter these out um, over the next few episodes. Uh, we'll 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 give these away as as time goes by. So so cool stuff. So again, uh, and I'm I'm going to specifically not put the rules uh, on Facebook or on Twitter. So I want folks to to listen to the podcast, uh, tell your friends to listen to the podcast uh, so they can enter. So again, Facebook page. Uh, I'll put an episode thread up. They can tweet us at MCU underscore podcast or send us an email at uh, IAC at HHWLOD.com.
1: That's awesome. I like the uh, I like it. I like the style of this
0: contest. Very Uh, members of it's all connected and their families are disqualified from
1: winning. I'm actually thinking uh, about jumping back in for the Doctor Strange box and for anybody else that's thinking about maybe doing that or wanted to check out Collector Core but haven't yet there is a $5 promo code going around. Yes. Um, so you can then, I guess, get it for like 20 instead of 25. Is that accurate? Or does it end up being 30 after shipping and now it's going to be 25? Yeah. After,
0: yeah, after shipping, it's like uh, shipping and tax. It's like, yeah, it'll be like 30. Cause I think I pay with shipping tax and everything. It's like 35 something, something. So, uh, so yeah, that's definitely. And then too, when you go to order it, you can also order a previous box. So if, if, if you want to like John jump up back on for Dr. Strange and be like, yeah, you know, that civil war box was a pretty good box or, um, you know, the villains box is a pretty good box. You can, you can pick that one up and, and, you know, do that. So I think most of the old ones, except the first one or two are available to, to pick up. So
1: very cool. I, I cherish good my stuff. Hulkbuster fun call pop. It's oh, it's so awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It can be hit or miss. I will, I will, I must say, uh, like I said, the Spider-Man one I was very underwhelmed with, but the uh, the Civil War one was, was excellent, so. Cool, yeah. The, I have high hopes for Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah, the
1: Doctor Strange Funko looks really cool. Yes. Um, I, I might, you know, get it just on that and then see what else is in there. Maybe there'll be like a tie-dye Doctor Strange t-shirt or something like that. Sure. I would never wear that, but. Anywho. Uh, so, self-promotion time? Yeah, let's do it. Russ and I and uh, some of our other friends, we we started up a little project. It's called Alpha Dads. Uh, Pretty much, we all love, like, 80s and 90s and, like, stuff that we call the good old days. And we're always hunting down links for... You know, uh, cool uh, YouTube trailers of old movies or stuff about, uh, you know, Atari or like uh, classic gaming systems or like the old TV shows. We love the goofy stuff from the 70s, 80s, 90s and things like that. Um, So we started up a little Facebook page. Right now it's just a Facebook page, but it's Facebook.com slash Alpha Dads Unite. And that'll bring you to our cool little Facebook page. And that's pretty much what we do, you know, five, six times a day. We don't go crazy and spam the hell out of uh, anybody's timelines. Uh, You'll find just cool articles about, like, uh, just looking at it now. We did a movie of the month. We're doing Commando. So we have the trailer up for Commando and some posters and pictures from Commando. And there's a thread going in there with people talking about it, which is great. Uh, One of our favorites. Um, stuff about the Predator reboot. Um, uh, you know, uh, Blu-ray releases that might interest people, like the original thing movies, the the thing I should say coming out with uh, from Shout Factory, things like that. Uh, all the good stuff that we love. We eventually would like to tie in a podcast where maybe we talk about the movie of the month, which would be a cool '80s or '90s action movie or, uh, some cool martial arts stuff, or, you know, maybe we'll talk about the pilot of an old TV show that we loved, like the A-Team, or something like that. So, if that 80s and and 90s goodness, uh, you know, sounds like stuff that you'd like, uh, we call it Alpha Dads, because we're all kind of like 40-ish dads, you know, loving the good old days, and rock music, and beer, and, uh, you know, tech and cool things like that. If that's if that stuff sounds up your alley, uh, you know, give us a like at uh, Facebook.com slash AlphadadsUnite, and that'll give you all the news. Uh, we plan on recording pretty soon and ended up having, like, maybe a season of podcasts and stuff like that. It's a heck of a lot of fun. So uh, join us over there. We'd like to have you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I'm going to try to, so it'll be after this episode posts, um, because Commando is the episode is the movie of the month, I am going to and I recently because I didn't have it on Blu-ray, shame on me. I, I think I owned it once or twice at least on on DVD, um, but I went ahead and picked you it up on, on Yeah, I know. <laughs> I picked it up on Blu-ray, so I'm going to. I think when I watch it, I'm going to live tweet it out. So the Twitter the Twitter handle is it's at Alpha Dads Unite, correct? Yes, right, I I thank you. I meant right. to
1: mention the Twitter as well uh the alpha dads unite is the facebook
0: and the twitter right now so yeah so uh you know g- give us a follow on the twitter that would be great so like i said when uh, uh I'll, I'll post something up but yeah when i watch that i think i'm gonna live tweet out all the cool uh cheesy stuff for the movie so uh so you can kind of follow along with that so
1: yeah you know we're, we're like i said we're planning like a little podcast season we don't want to commit to like doing a weekly or a bi-weekly show and then falling behind and and doing what we what we do uh, so we're planning on recording like maybe eight to ten shows and, and putting them out as a season uh, we're definitely looking at a couple of movies of the month uh, you know we're doing maybe a tech show we might do some sports we might do some uh, what else were we thinking of uh anything you know like we said an old an old television show that we loved maybe we'll talk about that maybe we'll have a beer episode maybe we'll get drunk during it you never know you never know um, it'll be,
0: it'll definitely be an adult podcast not a not an all ages podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, we're which
0: is something John and I have wanted to do for a long time because <laughs> I think we just like to curse and uh, and just an opportunity for us to just kind of talk frankly and and not uh, not watch what we say all the time. So it'll be yeah, fun.
1: Just changing up the content a little bit. So keep an eye out for it.
0: All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to this interlude episode. Like I said, uh, we're we're looking to get back on track uh, here pretty quick. I, I think Matthew and I actually, as you hear this episode as it's released. I think Matthew and I are going to record our episode on uh, at, at least on Agents of Shield and Luke Cage. And since we got the news out of the way, uh, you know that that episode can just be focused on that. Um, so we're looking to do that uh, tomorrow. So for patience for your long wait, you will probably get two episodes in succession. So um, so as you hear this, keep an eye out for the for the uh, for episode 103. and uh, you know we still have the connections episode coming. I mean we got a lot of great feedback that i've got cataloged i've got a ton of notes uh so at this point it's just it's just a matter of kind of getting us all together and being able to record it because you know like we did for phase one we want to do it and do it right so thanks everybody for listening um and and again check us out uh, facebook.com slash mcu podcast and uh, follow us on twitter at mcu underscore podcast or send us an email ic at hwlod.com take care